my legends, welcome along to Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart. We're getting on to Buffy the Vampire Slayer one more time with uh, an episode from Season 3. This is Episode 18, Earshot. And, uh, yes, a nice little kind of breakaway from the, the main story for an episode here. Um, of course, we've got a lot of stuff in the last couple of episodes where we, we finally got to find out what was going on with Faith and the Mayor and all that stuff. But in this one here, Buffy ends up with uh, a bit of a, a hard time in her hands because at the beginning she's on patrol and she runs into two demons that don't have mouths and succeeds in killing one of them. But some of its blood is absorbed through her skin and when her hand starts itching throughout the episode, Giles explains that she may be infected with an aspect of the demon. Um, Buffy's crapping herself here, you know what I'm going to do here, I'm going to grow a tail, I'm going to grow horns, or is my mouth going to disappear? Goodness knows what it is. Uh, but she worries about it, and she's horrified when Willow wonders if the demon was male. <laughs> so there's a bit of comedy in here. And... Uh, a bit close to the bone this episode, I have to say. There's a few things pop up throughout this episode where I'm kind of like, that's a bit, mm, okay, right. It, uh, it delves into, uh, of course, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was set in a high school at this point. And uh, they go into the, they delve into briefly, uh, gun crime gun trouble in schools in America they do uh, refer to it in real life Um, but yeah that happens close to the end of the episode but um, the next day at school uh, Buffy she's walking through the halls and she finds that she can hear the thoughts of other people uh, in class she answers the teacher's questions by listening to the thoughts of the people around her. So she she looks like a a super super intelligent person for a change in this episode. Uh, she also hears the thoughts of Freddie Iverson, who writes editorials for the school newspaper, and who has a negative opinion about everything at Sunnydale. Uh, later that day, Buffy goes to the mansion to use her mind reading abilities to check up on Angel. She's trying to work out does Angel actually have feelings for Faith or not? And finds out the truth about what happened between him and Faith, but he informs her that she can no more read his mind than she can see his image in the mirror. It's like the, the thoughts are there but they don't reflect back to you. It's just like just like my reflection, you can't see it. And he tells her that what happened with Faith meant absolutely nothing and that in 243 years of life he's only ever loved one person and that's Buffy um, back at the library Buffy tells her friends about her ability to read minds uh, she learns that Xander constantly thinks about sex no surprise there he's a dude um, Cordelia says almost exactly what she thinks it's, it's hilarious it's, everybody's like you can hear their thoughts they look at the, you, like the camera looks over the person Xander's sitting there and he's like you know, I'm, 
I'm thinking about sex, I'm thinking about sex, but never he opens his mouth to say something. He says something completely different to try and hide what he's thinking about. But when it comes to Cordelia, you'll see her standing there. You'll hear the voiceover of her voice saying something. And then she'll actually open her voice in real life and say the exact same thing. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> but it's uh, there's a good bit of comedy in here as well. Uh, Oz thinks extremely deep thoughts. You know, he's one of these guys is like, you know, Buffy thinks, therefore I don't exist anymore. That's only Buffy. If Buffy thinks, if Buffy hears everything and thinks everything, do I cease to exist as a person? Do we all see sticks? And you know, it's all this weird stuff he's coming out with in his head. Uh, Willow thinks about how she's left out of things. Uh, Wesley, he's thinking about Cordelia romantically, but reprimands himself for having feelings towards an underage girl. Dirty. Dirty Hallion. In the lunchroom at the school, Buffy hears. Uh, and of course, she's walking through the school and she's hearing all these different voices. And... Uh, Yes, you hear someone has planned to kill all the students. This time tomorrow, everybody's going to be dead, more or less. Um, she tells then she then tells everyone to get organized and find out who the potential killer is. Uh, Buffy has to go home to rest while Willow and the others go around interviewing the students and the teachers and whatnot. Um, yes, Buffy has gone. She's on the verge of going absolutely insane coming up towards the end of this episode. There was Wesley and Giles figure out that this actually happened to someone else at one point in history, but they can't contact him to find anything out about it because he's completely cut off from humanity. He's gone insane. He can't close off the voices. So he's gone into hiding, more or less, and this might have to happen to Buffy as well. Um... Angel's out there, he's hunting down the surviving demon and uh, he has to bring the demon's heart uh, mix it in a glass with other ingredients and then feed it to Buffet essentially and that will take away the the ability she has to read minds and whatnot. Uh, after Buffet finds the effects of the mind reading uh, where am I at? Uh, I completely lose my place and my notes every time uh, yes this works it works and the, the ability leaves Buffy um, yes um, she wakes up she's no longer able to hear thoughts Willow and the rest of the Scooby gang locate all the students on the list except for Freddie Iverson this guy uh, it was a nice bait and switch in the episode because you're thinking Okay, it's set up that it's going to be this guy. He runs a newspaper and whatnot and uh, has something to hide and he doesn't like people and he's forever given negative uh, reports and pretty much everything. Uh, so they all go looking for him and they finally corner Freddy in his office and they learn that he's not the potential killer. And <laughs> uh, the reason he was running from him was because uh, he wrote an unfavourable report on Oz's band, you know, I can't recall offhand what exactly he said, but uh, this is the band's name, and it's almost as if they were playing their guitars, but they had sausages for fingers or something they got there. They absolutely suck 
they're terrible and whatnot. And he's like, I'm always just standing there looking at him. And he reads the, the paper and you I thought you were coming in because of the report last Thursday or whatever it was. And Oz reads it and you're waiting for Oz to lose his cool and uh, go off and one. But he's just like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so... Uh, the comedy you get at Oz as class and the line he delivered there was just spot on very very good uh, they do find a letter in the office from uh, Jonathan apologising for his upcoming actions this little guy little uh, nerd that was completely left out of everything uh, everybody just kind of and I think Jonathan pops up in a, a major way later in the run of the series, but in this episode he's one of these guys that just kind of blends into the background and nobody really cares about him and whatnot. Um, the gang find Jonathan in the clock tower assembling a rifle, and Buffy gets up there to take it off him, so she's expecting him to... He's in the clock tower with a rifle, so she's expecting him to open fire on the other students and you know they have a a heart to heart up there where she was like you know you know I Jonathan thought nobody cares about him and whatnot, and Buffy says you know honestly uh, I don't really think about you that much and, you know, it's, it's the complete opposite of what you're expecting her to say on that, that point, which is just like, you know, all the rest of these people here, they don't care. It's, it's not that they don't care, but it's just they've got their own stuff to deal with down there. If you could hear what's going on in their minds down there, it's not quiet. It seems quiet, but it's not. It's, it's deafening. Deafen and, uh, you know, doing this taking out people is just it's not the way to go and whatnot. we all have our issues we're dealing with our own things you're going to have to get over it more or less and she gets a gun off him but uh, she then discovers that he was planning to use the gun on himself he's like I wouldn't do it you know I wouldn't hurt anybody I come up here to use the gun on myself um, Xander he's in the canteen at this point, instead of him going and fighting Jonathan like he was supposed to, he stumbles upon the lunch lady putting rat poison into the food in the canteen. And she tries to kill Xander with a meat cleaver, but Buffy turns up, knocks her unconscious. And uh, yes, it's, it's one of those endings that was just not expected. Um, like, I fully thought to myself, okay, they do, when they start to figure out what's happening, and Jonathan's in there with a rifle, and he's on the school premises with a gun, of course, they reference that this has happened in America before, and I thought to myself, okay, this is very, very close to the knuckle, are they actually going to finish this off? But uh, they do sidestep it at the end whenever Jonathan says, no, no, I wasn't going to use it on anybody else. I was going to use it myself. And then they have this 
moment at the end of the episode where the lunch lady's actually putting rat poison under the food to take out the students and it's her the whole time that was planning to kill everybody. Um, at the end of the episode, Giles and Buffy recap what happened as they walk on the school grounds and uh, Buffy tells Giles that <laughs> you know he's setting up uh, training you know, now that you're feeling better, we should start training and get you uh, in shape and whatnot for the upcoming battles and whatnot, and setting up a time for it and whatnot. And Buffy's like, uh, "Yeah, that's okay as long as you're not too busy having sex with me, mother." And child walks under a tree, so that comes out in this episode as well. Uh, this here was actually a very very fun little episode, and. Uh, Broad, let me see, more details here. Uh, the Columbine High School massacre occurred one week before the episode was originally scheduled to air. Because it included a scene with uh, a student loading a rifle, uh, apparently for mass murder, but in reality for suicide, the WB substituted a rerun of Bad Girls. The episode was delayed until September 1999, two weeks prior to the season or premiere. Uh, the season finale was also delayed due to school violence concerns. So yeah, this was definitely in the uh, very, very close to the novel. And you know, it's, it's just it seems in what I'm reading here in some of those notes that I'm finding online that this was just um, this was just dumb luck. That they actually had, you know, well, as far as scheduling goes, it was just really dumb luck. Um, right. Um, in production, in the commentary on the DVD, writer Jane Evanson reveals that when she found out what was going to, uh, when she found out what she was going to write, the episode, she knew she wanted the student in the tower to be Jonathan, even though Danny Strong had only a small com comedy parts in the series over the years, she had faith that he'd be able to handle the dramatic scene. He did very well too. Evanson also mentions in her commentary that she included the exchange in which Buffy discovers that her mother slept with Giles and banned candy because she was surprised that fans were not sure that they had sex and she wanted to eliminate any doubts. Uh, James South wrote that Oz's thoughts over her but Buffy, I am my thoughts. If they exist in her, Buffy contains everything that is me and she becomes me and I cease to exist. A reference of the philosopher Desc Descartes. Um, yes, Child's walking right under the tree after Buffy told him that she knew he slept with her mother was Anthony Head's idea although he did not expect that Josh Whedon would actually let him do it that was of course he was going to let him do it that's a perfect way to finish off that episode and very very a very genius choice at the end of the episode because there's a lot of that's a fun episode there's a lot of deep stuff in there. There's a lot of close to knuckle stuff in there. But it's expertly executed in the way that they deal with all those 
hard issues as far as the gun stuff goes and uh, dropping a little bit of comedy to pull you back out from that and uh, yes keep it as light as they can for a serious subject matter as it is very very good episode right that's going to do it guys I need to get this uploaded as soon as I can because I'm running late once again but uh, good excuse for that this time I actually found a exhausted bee in the garden today so I had to feed it full of honey water uh, honey water sugar water to try and give it a little boost to get it going again so uh, check out my youtube channel here's Rodder's vlogs you'll see a little video there of that um, that's going to do it for this episode guys hope you enjoyed it if you did please rate and review share it along follow the show all that good social media stuff and I will talk to you in the next episode this has been a production of Coins Edge Media. Thank you so much for listening.